Bringing you everything under the Disney umbrella. Network 1901. people clap in your theater <laughs> for what <laughs> um either it's starting so like um the star wars logo coming up and the crawl and any other moments in the movie or the end did anyone clap so some people clapped when it started not as many as when i saw the last jedi which was kind of funny um and then people did clap when, like, Han Solo showed up, and I was the only one who, like, freaked out over the kiss. Me too! (laughs) (laughs) This is what's really funny to me. So, you know, like, I saw the movie in IMAX um, yesterday. God, I can't believe it's only been 48 hours, Alex. (gasps) Um, But it's a different theater. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Um, But I saw it at, like, a bigger, like, the bigger theater, like, in the mall. Yeah. But it was the morning. Yes, and it was the morning. But even just the trailers that they showed in front of the Tross were completely different than what they showed at my theater. Because at my theater, they were all for, like, boy movies that were, like, shoot them up, bang bangs. Okay, but here's the thing. It just wasn't. (laughs) I was going to say, so I actually, so I saw it at two different theaters. Once IMAX, one not. But the theaters were the same brand of, like, movie theater. Yeah, so were mine. The trailers were completely different. Yeah, like what was that? <laughs> Is that because new trailers start every Fridays? Like they put a new batch of them? Is that why? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like it, it felt like the type of trailers were different, but I don't know. It was just a weird experience, and like yeah. I couldn't really tell people's reactions because IMAX is so loud. But like the people in the row with me were really enjoying it. Like. Not not in that, like, like not in, like, a malicious way, because, like, obviously we have a lot of issues with Tross, but they were happy, like, at the good moments, and they were sad, like, at the sad moments, and, like, there was a little boy behind me, and, like, he was having a good time, so, like, I'm, I'm happy for them. <laughs> yeah, and for me, people clapped at the beginning. I clapped at the beginning because mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was going to do. <laughs> but shout out to Denise from Lords of the Sith podcast and our friend Madge, who I went with, who both knew spoilers and sat next to me and we even like ate dinner together and they didn't give away anything. And they were really good with that and I wasn't expecting anything. So I can't yeah, I, I clapped when it started. <laughs> Um, and people clapped at the end of the movie. Yeah, nobody clapped at the end of the movie. (laughs) Yeah, well, my second time seeing it on Friday morning, there were, like, five people in the movie theater. Mm Mm-hmm. So, it was really (laughs) quiet. And I think someone laughed at me crying, so there's that. Yeah, (laughs) some guy who was sitting next to me um, on my first showing hated Ray, like, fiery passion hated every time she was on the screen he'd be like god i hate ray and like halfway through the movie it was like um 
after she thought she killed Chewbacca, um, he was like railing on her. And I just looked at him and I'm like, can you please stop talking? And he did, thankfully. But I was just like, oh my God. (laughs) We haven't even uh, introed. We've just gone into ranting. No. Well, like, listeners, (laughs) this is what this episode's going to be. So welcome to Lipstick and Lightsabers. You know us. I'm Shannon. I'm Alex. (laughs) Yes. And And we are Boo Boo the Fools. (laughs) We are Boo Boo the Fools. So this is... Going, we originally, you know, had planned to do this episode all along, but it was going to be, you know, breaking down trust. I don't think anybody expected, like, I- I've been saying this over and over. I don't understand, and it wasn't supposed to be this way. So, this yeah. is really going to be like a therapy session. Yeah. And so, we're, we're going to be honest about our thoughts. And off the bat, both of us feel, uh, mostly negative about this movie. So, if, you don't like hearing all our negative comments about it, just come back next episode. I yeah, and, like, like a big reason for that is, like, we need to we need to get it out. And, like, it, it's important to talk about things. Like, I even expressed this on Twitter. Like, it hurts so much to hold it in for fear that, like, people are going to compare you to, you know, the fandom menace people. Yeah. A lot of you probably already heard our, like, short first impressions – and at that point, neither of us had really broke down yet. No. We were both kind of in shock. Yeah. And do like, you, do I you don't want to remember, talk about that? <laughs> so I, I don't remember being positive in that discussion, but I was like all over the place, like squirreling and yeah. in shock. And I don't remember what I said. <laughs> the last 48 hours have been weird. And we, I had a breakdown, like, that night mm-hmm. when it finally hit me. And it mm-hmm. took you a little bit longer, I think. Yeah, I, um, it was so, this is, like, the weirdest experience I've ever had. Like, walking out of that movie, I felt so empty. And, like, my chest hurt. And, like, I was shaking. And I, I couldn't, like. Yeah, shaking in a yeah, really bad way. Like, yeah, I, like I, I, I was too. Yeah, it, it felt so weird. And, like, I couldn't process my feelings. And then, like, you know, I woke up. I couldn't sleep at all. Like, you didn't no, sleep. I didn't sleep. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, you were up at, like, 4.30. Um, Crying. And, like, yeah, exactly. Um, I woke up and I immediately listened to Sky Talkers and Scavenger's Horde, which really helped me. And I was like, and like talking to you like the night before, like really helped me. And so I was like, okay, I'm in the right headspace. I can go see this movie. And then like I walked out of my second viewing feeling worse. Yeah. And then like I got home and like I was still just like shaking. And then like I got in the shower and I just started sobbing like out of nowhere. I just started sobbing in the shower. (laughs) I think it's been hard too because like, this is this has been like my thing is that like we're not upset because the movie didn't go the way we wanted it to go. We're upset because of what has been done to our characters that we've spent so long loving. Yeah. And like I know for me I like I mean you remember everything that happened with like Dale and everything um after the last Jedi. Like I I was gaslit like real yeah. hard. And suddenly, like, I was just back in this, like, am I just 
a fool? Like, did I read everything wrong? Um, so, like, it, it's been nice to go online and see that, like, no, everybody is kind of feeling this way. Like, it, it is valid to be, like, grieving over these characters. Yeah. It's It's been... I like, I don't even know... I, I didn't expect it at all. No. No. I... It's it, it's like I I truly feel like almost all of the characters were just shells of like what they were. <laughs> they they were like caricatures. Yeah. Like there was no nuance to them. Any development that they had previously gotten was walked back and then if they developed it was really shallow. Yeah. Like the only character who got anything was C3PO yeah. and like honestly who the f- cares about <laughs> C-3PO getting an arc. I don't, like, good for Anthony Daniels, I guess? Like, I good, mean, I, good for you? <laughs> but, but, like, dude, you're not the main character. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, um, so how, how should we go about this? Yeah, that's what I was about to ask you, yeah. So, like, I, I spent, t- so, like, I had to work today, and I cried before I went to work, and I had to go talk to my boss, because, like, a girl didn't show up, and I was like, hey, um, I'm fine taking her spot uh, if I can just leave still, like, at my same time. And she was just like, okay. And then she, of course, like, everybody at work knows that I love Star Wars. I had already been asked a couple times. But she was like, what did you think of Star Wars? And I said, I don't want to talk about it. And for some reason at that moment, like, my voice cracked. And she was like, are you okay? And when she said that, I just started sobbing in my, oh my boss's gosh. office. Yeah. And she was like, do you need to go home? And I was like, I don't know what I need um so yeah that was great but I worked and it was fine so that was it worked out okay but I spent most of the day writing like a burn book about Tross in my notebook (laughs) a burn book (laughs) is it just J.J. Abrams is a slut (laughs) you know in um the Cruel Prince, when she finds that bloody page that says Jude over and over and yeah. it gets, like, angrier and angrier. Yeah, like, it was, <laughs> JJ, it's just, like, a whole page of just J's. <laughs> and then oh. Chris. <laughs> oh, God. I I started with, like, trying to figure out, like, the plot of this movie. And when you actually Which I down, did, too. Yeah, I tried to do yeah. it, too. I like I when was you like, sit okay. down and think about it. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna use my last brain cell to write down this plot, and I like couldn't remember. I was like yeah, blanking no. out. <laughs> I I like feel like I got most of it, but I also like left out a lot because I was trying to get like big points. And this movie makes no sense, guys. <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. We are family friendly, but like Shannon's grieving right now, so like. You know, the opening scene is apparently Mustafar, and he's fighting Vader acolytes? Like, what? Excuse? But, like, what was the point? If there wasn't they're not gonna If they're not gonna, like, tell us what, like, like that's that's happening, like, like, but and it didn't even, like, there was no reason? No. Honestly, they could have opened the movie with him already with the Wayfinder. Yeah. Like, the there was no... Yeah. There was no so reason weird. for any of that. But with, yeah. okay, but question with, so I 
I'm, I have finished Vader Immortal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Finally oh, good. I still I did haven't it started today it. <laughs> because I felt like it would help me. Anyways, so you know, you you know spoilers for it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so they heal Mustafar in the end. Like, there's still Vader acolytes after they heal Mustafar. Yeah, that doesn't really make sense. Like, I don't. Because that's. I mean, clearly. It, it, it's it's healing very slowly, so that's why like you see like it's still not lush right. yet because it's taking a long time. When does that take place? Like after after takes... a new hope, right? Should I look it up on Wikipedia or Google or whatever? Because because like we go to a a lava Mustafar in Rogue One. Well, it's a different part of the planet, I think. That he was oh on. yeah, that's what I read somewhere. I think. Which sometimes is also in, weird. <laughs> sometimes in Star Wars, I think even Star Wars forgets that planets are planets and not just one biome. Yeah. <laughs> Takes place right before Rogue One, actually. Oh, wow. So it's so, already healing in Rogue so it's in One? So it's in the process of healing already. Yeah. Interesting. Which, I mean, that's so cool. And... I don't know why they even put that at nine because it didn't matter and it's not going to mean anything to anybody. Like it didn't mean anything to us until we heard that it was Mustafar. But Mustafar being in this movie, I think there was a right place for it. Like, but not in the story. No. <laughs> well, here here's the problem. Like we haven't even like gotten into the movie, but like here's the problem. Like things about the production have started coming out. Um, I don't know if we know if really anything is like super true, true or yeah. not. But it does sound like there was a lot left on the cutting room floor. There were a lot of different variations of this film. More was shot than we will ever see. And it also sounds like the story group was shut out of the writing We process. don't know that for sure. We don't. But it's seeming like that. <laughs> and it's Disney's breaking their own canon. That's the problem. They're like, let's like, make an EU book. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Alex and I have read pretty much all of the new canon. Yeah. Like, and aside... Only, I was going to say, the only EU book I've read is uh, prin- uh, Courtship of Princess Princess Leia. Well, and you read Revan, didn't you? Oh, I forgot. I blocked it yeah. out of my memory. I know. Revan's really bad, except for the prologue. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like... Aside from, like, some comics and some other, like, maybe, like, small books here and there, like, we've pretty much read, like, all of the new canon. And I I am pretty confident in saying that, like, Tross um, contradicts all of it. Like... Yeah. Even, even yeah. The Force Awakens, it contradicts The Force Awakens. J.J. Abrams contradicted his own movie. <laughs> oh, my God. So if the story group wasn't involved... Oh they made a spectacle. They took Cor- it see. Was here's just the- so corporate. Because like, here, here's the problem. Like, the one of the reasons I find this movie so frustrating is that there's a story there. There's like there there are like good ideas in there with like the same bones, not necessarily like the same execution, but like yeah. if you threw like you know Pasana and Mustafar and Palpatine like all in a blender, like there's a story there. But it's so what what we got instead is so soulless and just a spectacle. Like this is what people, I think, think 
Star Wars is. They think it's like Marvel, yeah. but it's not. It's not to Marvel. Be. Yeah, and I think that's like I don't know if it's it's Bob Iger being like, oh well, our Marvel films do so well, so we have to do that. You know, and that's why they're like, you know, this story group doesn't want to do that. So I'm just going to forbid them from working on it. Which makes no sense to me because it's Star Wars. Like, yeah, <laughs> it baffles. It baffles me that people are like, this is going to lose money. So we'll do it this way. And then they like shot themselves in the foot by doing that. So it lost yeah. money. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand it. But like. When you look at the plot, like, it, it's so patchy, and the dialogue is weird, and, like, characters literally contradict themselves, like, within the film. Like, things that Palpatine, Palpatine does and says. says. <laughs> like, things he says. Like, what's his plan? Okay, he let's talk have about a plan. this. He doesn't have a plan. Let's talk he about He doesn't Pal- actually oh. have a plan. <laughs> what, is, what is Palpatine's plan here? Okay. What is it? Go through all of the steps of his plan. Yeah. So, so in the beginning, you know, Ben goes to Exegol and he's like, I hate old you. white man. I hate you. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yes. I'm going to kill you. Why should I not kill you? And I don't think Palps gave him a reason. I think he should have killed him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, Palpatine was just like, I'll give you this fleet. He doesn't need this fleet because uh, he's a good boy. But Palpatine but- tells him. Okay, no, no. You, fin- you finish your thought, and then I no. need to say something okay. about him being a good boy. Okay, okay. So Palpatine tells him, like, all of this can be yours, but kill the girl. And she's not who she who you think, think she, she is. she is. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, before we... Okay, I just want to take a step back to the crawl. Oh my god! Because it's the worst. Crawl. I'm pretty sure it's the worst written crawl out of all the movies. Uh, it's so weird. It's so bad. Death speaks, Shannon. Death speaks. But then the last paragraph about supreme leader, like not wanting someone to like threaten his like control. Says like, who? Is, like, like who's saying this? Oh my gosh! Wait, is it? Is it Carr from that book we read? Oh my god. Is is Carr writing one. these crawls? I, I have a bone to pick with him. I think Carr is writing these crawls. Oh my god. <laughs> well, somebody needs to update him that Ben Solo's a good boy. Yeah. So, there was there was on. so like that paragraph talks about how like Kylo Win Kylo Win Kylo Ren is raging across yeah. the galaxy. Like since when? <laughs> Like, well, apparently there's a line in the visual dictionary, which apparently the visual dictionary is, like, a novel of stuff that, like, you can only get from the visual dictionary. <laughs> we'll get but to there's that later. A, there's a line from Hux. Hux has, like, five seconds of screen time. There is a line from Hux where he says that Kylo Ren has gone mad, he's raging, and he's chasing a ghost. That is not in the film. <laughs> that is not in the film. <laughs> Well, I read someone said that, oh, this one is so long because there's, because there's stuff from the other movies. I don't and believe I'm like, that. no, I don't I think don't that's what it that. is. Tross doesn't know that there are other movies. <laughs> Tross is DW. That doesn't affect me. I can't read. Tross is a tr- trilogy. 
<laughs> Tross is its own entity that exists outside of everything. Um, but yeah, Palpatine's like, kill the girl. Uh, she's not who she thinks she is. She's not who you think she is, specifically. And then, like, later, he's saying, because, you know, Ben doesn't want to kill her, obviously, because he's a good boy. And Palpatine's like, I can sense that you're betraying me. Like, kill the girl. And then Dio says (laughs) that (laughs) they wanted to take this little girl to Exegol alive. And Palpatine's like, yes, this is what I've always wanted. You here. And I'm like, since when? (laughs) Like... But he wanted her dead, Shannon. No, he wanted her to kill him, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Because logic and reasons. Having Palpatine come back is not what's bad. It's what's bad is how they used it. Yes, it's it's Ray Palpatine. It's Ray Palpatine. Like. That's the biggest tragedy of this whole movie. Like, and to be perfectly honest, like, once upon a time, that probably wouldn't have bothered me as much. But again, it's the execution is real I, bad. I, yeah, and and because of The Last Jedi, giving Rey lineage would always have been a mistake, regardless, like, who it was. Like, well, yeah. anyone that we know, basically. Like, if they made her a Kenobi... Or a Palpatine, or uh, yeah. I don't know, a Ryan gin? Johnson. A gin? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like, I mean, they uh, have the same hair. Yeah, and all of that would have been a mistake. And Somebody pulled a quote from Ryan Johnson, and I do remember him saying this. I don't remember if it was from his commentary or if it was from what, but he talks about how, like, the hardest, like, it would have been so easy for Ray to go to Luke and to get all of the answers. Like, yes, this is who you are. Here you go. This is how you fit in the story. And he said, <laughs> what's interesting is, like, you don't give characters what they want. You give them what they need. And what they need can be really hard to hear. And what oh Ray needed was that she was no one. And yeah. that it was going to be harder okay. than just yeah. figuring it out. She has to carve her own place okay. in this story. Yes. And and the end of The Last Jedi, she finally, I think, like, accepts it. I think so, too. But we I were talking the about that story, today. But I think the story of The Rise of Skywalker, part of it at least should have been her, like, kind of bringing herself into, like, her identity. Like, really, like, mm-hmm. holding on to it and, and embracing it. Yeah, because, like, I was thinking about <laughs> when we sorted all of the characters into Disney princess songs, because um, I picked Show Yourself for Rey, and I I just feel like Rey did accept who she w- Like, I always think about the end of the Last Jedi novelization when she says, you know, like, she would wait because the Force had a plan for her, she was an instrument of the Force, and she would, you know see how it played out because she was good at waiting and fixing broken things and like to me that is her like accepting who she is and like what her place is but she hasn't like embraced it because we get that in the novels like she's she's still very reserved she's still not really sure what her place like in the resistance is 
And we always interpreted that as, well, that's going to be her connection to Ben. And that's just not how they played it in Tross at all. It doesn't make... <sighs> I, don't, I don't understand why... Ray Palpatine makes no sense. It doesn't. It wasn't planned, it, and it's and it's so blatantly clear that it wasn't planned. I mean, Chris Terrio, this is a horrible video. I do not recommend watching this interview. Chris Terrio said that it's not interesting for her to be no one. Uh, I'm trying to think of exactly how he said it, but it's something about, like, you know, we're all no one, so, like, that's boring. We want to see somebody be somebody. And I'm like... That's the exact opposite of what we want to see. Well, and, like, that's the complete opposite of why I think Ray Ray. was even created. Yeah. Yeah. She was created to be, like, a mirror for, like, the new generation of fans. Like, Mm -hmm. that the whole thing in The Force Awakens with her being so apart from everything yeah. I felt like really welcomed new fans in like that's where I came in Yeah, and I honestly feel like Tross is saying well if you found kinship in Rey I'm sorry but you only matter if you're legacy yeah and like I had a whole breakdown today about that about how yeah. like making her from legacy is basically saying oh we only care about our legacy fans mm-hmm. if you came in at any other time than in the original trilogy you don't matter yeah. And was it uh, Lindsay Romaine for Nerdist? What, was she the one who wrote the the um, the article about aristocracy in the force? I think so. Yeah, there, there's this amazing article and it's it's all about like, you know, originally Luke was going to be nobody, but then it turned into like a family drama and like all of that kind of stuff kind of. And, like, the way George did it, like, he was never sure if he wanted it to be, like, the Force is for everybody or if it's, like, oh, this elite bloodline has everything. And, no, I don't think it was the Nerdist article. It was a different article. And now I don't know what it was. Um, Because I remember the ad structure. (laughs) Okay. But, like, with Rey becoming a Palpatine, that's, like, that's basically saying that, like, you have to be important to have the force and like obviously they tried to offset that by making finn force sensitive but it is so ham-fisted it's so bad i love finn as a character and i like couldn't stand him in this movie i couldn't stand it he completely backtracked like he was like tf like not even like end of movie TFA Finn. Like he no. was like beginning of movie TFA Finn. I think like the only difference between him and TFA Finn is that like he wasn't running. Yeah. Like he was but he also wasn't really <sighs> I just don't feel like we saw him fighting for the resistance. We saw him running after Ray. Which doesn't make any sense because at the end of the last jedi he's finally fighting for the collective instead yes. of just himself and ray and that is what like his entire story has been about is that him finding his place in the collective of people and him like fighting for 
the galaxy, not just yeah. two people. And then the whole thing with him being like, I have something to tell Ray. <sighs> oh my god. Okay, so the way they frame this, it felt like he was gonna like tell her that he has feelings for her. Mm-hmm. Which in like in Force Awakens, like he has a crush on her. Like it's it's pretty obvious like he does. And that's that's fine. But by The Last Jedi, especially in the novelization, it's clear he doesn't anymore. Yeah. But then, <laughs> so then the plot oh, thickens. Especially in Resistance Reborn. Is that where you were going? Yeah. Well, I was going to say yeah. Resistance Reborn, he flat out was like, no. Like, I don't have feelings for Rose. I don't have feelings for Ray. And then they set up Storm Pilot in that book and we were let down. <laughs> we were let down in more ways than one on but that also, front, too. <laughs> not, like, and so... As a general audience member, he probably left that movie thinking, oh, Finn was going to tell her that he liked her. But no, that's not what he was going to tell her. He was going to tell her that he was Force-sensitive. And, like, why he felt the need in that moment. To not tell Poe. And to not say it in front of Poe. Yeah. That's not like, something what? you confess on your, like, deathbed. Like, oh, by the way, I have the Force. Like, I don't think she cares at that point. Yeah. But, yeah, you're so right. That's <laughs> so weird yeah right and like you're right like why can't he tell poe like it's like you're shannon you're dying and like you you scream out that i have this skill i'm dying and aunt Aunt beru (laughs) (laughs) that's a better thing to say like what i just don't understand is like he's so uncomfortable with saying it in front of poe and the friendship I think it's romance, but friendship we get from them in Resistance Reborn, they are so, so close that well, I would I would think- argue that we do see that in Tross, too, because, like, at the end, like, yeah. he's, like, general, general, like, they're, yeah. they have it going. But I, like, I don't know about you, but I found Resistance Reborn, Finn was feeling a lot closer to Poe because Ray was so reserved into herself, right? Yes. Yes. So <laughs> I would think he would feel more comfortable telling Poe. Yeah. I, I, and, like, I feel like if it was really important for him to tell Ray, he would have pulled her aside at some point. But that also gets into the problem that Tross has no breathing room. Things no. are constantly happening. <laughs> so, like... There's one scene that has decent breathing room. Yes, there is. You know which one it is, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's because there's only one... There was one person carrying this film. (laughs) uh, I don't even, like, God, I don't even know. Like, let's. How how do you, do you want to do characters? Do you? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm like, I I kind of, so like on the topic of Storm Pilot, I guess. um, By the way, if you haven't seen, there is an interview with, uh, Oscar Isaac looking absolutely devastated over the fact that like Storm Pilot is not a thing. Um, in this movie, the only reason Zori Bliss is in it is because they're trying to tell you that Poe is not gay, <laughs> which is like I have to laugh. I also I have think to laugh. I like not only that, but but JJ's like, oh, I have to make a part for my friend Carrie Russell. You could cut her completely out of the movie and it would make 
zero impact. There's a lot of characters you could cut out the movie and it would make zero impact. Yes, that is Um, 100% accurate. 100%. And this is like, it's nothing against Carrie Russell because I think she's awesome. She's an awesome actress. I've seen her in other things. She's, she's awesome. So it's I would nothing have rather, against her. I would have rather seen a character like that in The Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. She That character, Zori Bliss, just transferred her into The Mandalorian. Yeah. Well, so like, good. the look of her. Like, she's <laughs> yeah. a spice runner. Like Oh, the spice runner thing with Poe, too. <sighs> Big sigh. Yeah. Big Considering side. Oscar Isaac did, has said in interviews that he doesn't like being typecasted into drug dealers, what did and you do to get to do, they do? do? Uh, <laughs> And like, here's the thing: like, Poe Poe's backstory has been expanded on like more than anyone comic in the novels. new comic. Yeah, comics novel. Like, he has a whole novel where his face is like the cover. Like, yeah, we know who Poe is. Poe was the son of rebellion heroes. He grew up in the New Republic. He was part of the New Republic Navy. Then he joined the Resistance, which we have gotten Wait, no, outlined. He, he joined Zori's crew. When? I, uh, I don't know. When? <laughs> when? In the comics that came out in the run-up to the Rise of Skywalker... It's also the same question of when did Leia have time to train to be a Jedi? Oh, my brain hurts. Uh, In the run-up to the Rise of Skywalker, we got a series of comics. And Poe was in the New Republic Navy. And the Resistance was already a thing. So when he wasn't making enough money with the New Republic, I don't know. Alex, I don't understand. Would Ka- would Kaz find that sexy? You know, Hux would find that sexy. Yeah, but can we talk about Hux then? Yeah, let's <laughs> talk about let's talk about let's let's have like a, a brief moment of happiness, even though it is tainted by the fact it's that really it's like taint- what's it's happening. Really tainted. The first time I saw <laughs> this movie. I cackled because I thought this was the most outrageous thing. <laughs> At this point, the movie was already pretty outrageous, but it hadn't gone, like, full outrageous yet, and this just, like, set me over the edge. Yes. Yes. Do you want to set the scene for us? So, they set up at the very beginning of the movie, right after all the Kylo and Palpatine scenes, that they got intel from a mole... At the beginning yeah. of the movie, they were calling him a mole and not a spy. But then, right. after when they run into him, and he's like, okay, I'm going to take these ones out. And he takes a, like, a gun from one of the other stormtroopers and ends up shooting the stormtroopers instead. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I'm the spy. I'm the resistance spy. I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, moles and spies are two different things. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like, did you catch that too, though? That they, yeah. they didn't stick to one, like, word oh, for it? Oh, that was the whole script. <laughs> that was the whole script. They didn't stick to one thing. Oh, God. Also, I do want to point out, the character at the beginning is an alien named, like, Bulio. Bulio? And, like... Bulio? Bulio. You're right. Bulio. Yeah, he... They talked about him when they were doing the toys unboxing. Yeah. And he was 
He has like one line and then they okay, cut his head Claude. off. Shannon Claude. I don't <laughs> What? <laughs> okay, remember, no. Remember? No, no, I need to say this. <laughs> at celebration at the panel. Like like we didn't know anything about this movie and JD decided to like bring Claude into this and be like, you guys, it's Claude with a K and like all like it was like that such a big been, deal. Like, our tip. <laughs> Claude We saw like all of Claude's scenes in the clip that they put in The Mandalorian. Oh my god. How did why? Why is he on the Falcon? Why, why is he on a poster? Why is he, he on a ever, poster, Shannon? He doesn't have why is he on a poster? He's on that poster instead of Re- instead of Rose. <laughs> He doesn't. Why is Snap? Why why is Snap Wexley so in love with Claude when they have no scenes together? <laughs> Alex, oh, I don't snap. understand. Uh, snap Wexley. I love that they gave Snap Wexley like this really Important touching scene. moment yeah. in Resistance Reborn. Oh no! And I was going to say he had like weird important scenes in this movie. Yes, he did. And none of his lines mattered. That's the thing with the script. Like, none of the lines matter. None of them have any weight or any significance, which is, like, a big difference from Tross. So, like... Or from Rise of Scott. No, from The Last Jedi. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was going to say that one scene where he is talking to Rose and Leia. That's, like, the clunkiest Leia scene. It feels like Mad Libs. It feels like Mad Libs. Like, watching Mad Libs live. Yeah, here here's like my thing, um, or well, actually, no, we didn't we didn't finish talking about Hux. Let's let's, let's backtrack for a minute. I'm sorry, There's guys. So much um, it's squirrel. Like, no, like Hux can be wrapped up like really quickly. Like here's the problem: they made him like this resistance spy for like no reason, and then they kill him for no reason, and then we have Allegiant General Pride. Like, cut out Allegiant General Pride and make Hux working for Palpatine. Like, mm-hmm. he, the First Order was his legacy. He killed his father for the yeah. First Order. Why would he betray them for the Resistance? It makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. Does he know, did JJ know that there are these things called books? Yeah, and I actually <laughs> want to, I want to branch off of your whole book rant and snap Wesley. Okay? So, mm-hmm. people get upset Let's say, like, a main character in a movie dies off screen in, like, a book, right? Mm-hmm. Or in a comic. Now, Snap Wexley is, like, a main character in a book series. And he has a big role in Resistance Reborn. He's in the Poe comics. And they decide to kill him off on screen. Yeah. With no make emotional sense. weight. Yeah. He just but dies. The, but the fans of Snap are, like, they like him in, like aftermath and they like him in the book so like it doesn't make any sense to give him his like goodbye in this movie but like 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 here's the thing like i think about that with like i really like zay versio you really like zay versio and like she's a she's a big character from battlefront and she was in resistance reborn if she had been in tross and had had weird lines like snap did and then died I'd be kind of upset. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'd be like, why was she in this movie? Like, it doesn't 
work. It just... I feel like if Snap was just in then, the background, it would have been better. Just showed up. Yeah, Wedge shows Wedge up. Wedge showed and, up like, right when he died. Yeah. After he died. So he didn't even and know his son His son. Here's died. the thing, too. Does general audience even know that that's Wedge Antilles? Um, probably people who are familiar with the the, the originals. Because he still looks like the same actor. He still looks like him. I mean, I only knew because I recognized him from the cover of Resistance Reborn. What? He's on the cover? What he's on a. About? He's on a cover. Really? Yeah. Okay, I haven't. I don't think I've seen that cover. Yeah, he's on one of the covers. I don't know which one, but he is on there. Because I remember when I saw him, I'm like, "Who the heck is that?" And everybody's like, "It's Wedge," and I'm like, "It's Wedge. Why?" Okay, <laughs> and I then I loved his arc. <laughs> yeah. No. It's yeah. I, and like, why did they show that on screen other than for nostalgia points? Was Nora in it? I don't think so. Was Jessica Pava in this movie? No. I couldn't tell because everything what happened was happening to Black so Squadron? fast. <laughs> I don't well, understand. I mean, Snap died. Is he Black Squadron? Yeah, he's <laughs> he, Black Squadron. He's the only... He, he is Black well, and Squadron. His, and his wife is also Black Squadron. Where was she? I don't know. Yeah, it's- like, I, I, I actually think that, like, maybe Jessica Pav is actually in this movie because I was, like, looking for her. But that dog fight is going by so quickly you can't recognize yeah. anyone flying. No, you can't. Which is, it's just ridiculous. Um, so we started to kind of touch on Leia. Um, yeah. What did you think of Leia? Because personally, I, I understand that they, like, this was a, a big deal because Carrie Fisher passed away before they even started working on this movie so it was like a monumental task and I personally wish that she just hadn't have been in it yeah I I don't think that what they had was good enough to actually pull it off (laughs) no I don't think so it It, was really clunky it didn't feel right yeah It, it it was like, weird. <laughs> even this, like, the beginning, like, with Ray, like, yeah. it, it felt like Ray was talking to nothing, and yeah. they but just there inserted. Was, there was one scene where BB-8 was in it, too. And yeah. so they were having, like, kind of a three-way conversation, but because, like, you don't understand what BB-8 is saying, they kind of tried to use him to fill in blanks. Why is there a, a scene of Leia saying never underestimate a droid. <laughs> and why did they feel the need to put it in nine? Shannon, that scene is so awkward. I don't understand. Well, and then, like, it meant nothing. Like, I guess, like, never oh underestimate, like, C-3PO. I get- Did he even- He didn't do anything, though. He just and, like, was there. And the tone of her voice and her expression when she says that line. Doesn't fit the scene at all. No. And then Ray repeats it. Like, if you repeat a line, it's important. And, like, that was not important. <laughs> I, like, don't know. Did they have her repeat it to, like, emphasize, like, the feeling behind the line? Because, like, the way that Carrie emoted the line didn't match the scene. So they're like, okay, then Daisy, why, repeat this line. Why put it in it? Just take it out. Just take it out. Like, here's the thing. Like, I understand... <laughs> this was always meant to be Carrie Fisher's movie. Of course. A- and I feel like you can still 
pay homage to her and, and still make it. this yeah like open the movie with a funeral mm-hmm. and ha- show every character grieving not just Chewbacca um over this character and have you know the force bond open up and show Ben grieving too because in this movie like they do use Leia as like a key to Ben's redemption which like yeah. we always thought like even before Carrie died and so like you still can use it that way yeah do you know how many fics we've read where so many it opens with the funeral and he corresponds into the funeral so yeah. many so many like so many and like it's a big deal for Ray cuz she sees him mourning his mom and like yeah. she can juxtapose that with him killing his father like it's and so much complexity so much character development in just like a quiet moment like that <laughs> yes and like Adam Driver is like made for that <laughs> like i just i i don't think they used Leia correctly like and i don't think this was justice to Carrie at all no i i i think if Carrie saw this, she would not be happy. It's hard to say because we don't know her, but it's weird. I feel like knowing how like we kind of know like her working with Ryan Johnson and like how much of of a stamp she put on Last Jedi. And I feel like knowing that, I don't think she would like where she went in The Rise of Skywalker. (sighs) big sigh yeah oh and i also do want to point out this is skipping ahead quite a bit but i saw somebody on twitter post today like why did so like leia dies reaching out to her son but she doesn't fade away until her son dies why it doesn't make any sense it's i don't get it at all that's never like she just Why? was rotting under a, sh- a sheet. Like, I really want an explanation for this. I do, too. I don't understand it. I, re- I genuinely do not understand it. And... No, I'll get into it when we do Kylo. Yeah. I'm not ready for Kylo yet. Not ready for Kylo? Okay. Do you want to talk about... Rose. Yeah. And Janna. I think they kind of go hand in hand. Janna and um, Beaumont. Yes. Um, well, first of all, Beaumont was nothing. Pointless. It was like Zori didn't 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 stupid. need to be in it. I, I, like, I'm saying Beaumont in this conversation because he took time away from Rose. Yeah, and he had lines that didn't matter. Like there was no reason for him to be a like a big deal at all. Like, like why was there a scene of him like saying "Come on, buddy" to like Chewie? Like, when they're going to get ready to fight. Like, there's no, like, emotional attachment between this random character and Chewie. No. And I feel like if it was just, like, a one-off thing, whatever. But then, like, he talks later, like, giving ideas to, like, the strategy. This is the worst. (laughs) And he's like, we need to pull some Holdo maneuvers. And it's like, do you understand that she literally died? And also, it's a fandom term. Did you notice that over Gigi Endor... Read, read it. I'm, like, so sure of it. Did you notice that over Endor, at the end, they were implying that that uh, Star Destroyer had been Holdo maneuvered? Yes. What yeah, are you talking the, about? So, 
at the end of the movie, they, like, mm-hmm. cut to, like, Coruscant and, like, the Ewoks and, like, all this. Yeah. And they're like, woohoo, we're saved from yeah, the First like, Order somehow. Final um, Order. Yeah, Final whatever. Order. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the Ewoks are, like, looking up into the sky and there's this Star Destroyer that's being destroyed and it's cut in half. Okay. Like, in The Last Jedi. Yeah. And, like, I'm sorry, but, like... That was a big deal. <laughs> it was like a one-time thing, and it's just, it takes so much gravity off of Paljo's sacrifice. And Everything I can't even begin to, to tell you how many Reddit dudes have been like, well, why didn't they just, you know, go to light speed at the door on Crate? And, it like, so many people were, like, coming out and explaining, like, you can't do these things. And then JJ was like, you know what? No, that's a valid po point. I'm going to do it. Remember when Poe was like, jump, whatever. What, Light what was speed it skipping? Light what speed is that? <laughs> Which like, <gasps> do TIE fighters have light speed capabilities? Only some of them. Some I of them don't... do. Yeah, because I think for first order ones do, Kylo's does. Well, Kylo is special. I know, I know. I think some of them do, though. The newer <sighs> ones. That's just so weird to me. Okay, but Poe, like, light speed skipping the Falcon, like, what was the point of that scene? They could have just, like, crashed the Falcon and Ray being, like, mad that he wasn't flying well or something. Yeah. It, it felt like... A scene from Solo. That whole sequence Shannon, felt but like they had a, to show, Solo. like, was that Cloud City that they showed? Was it? I don't know. It was It was something that looked familiar to me, and I was like, oh. What was oh. the point? <laughs> uh, yeah, but anyway, Beaumont didn't need to be in the movie. Like, he had speaking lines that he didn't need, and they didn't matter. Same with Dory. And all of that is basically to say that, like, Rose was completely shelved. Yeah, completely. Like, and yeah. it hurts. It it really hurts a lot. Um, we were talking about this today about how I think it's in the director in the Jedi. Is it that he talks about creating Rose? I think so because there yeah. there is a little segment where he talks about like hiring Kelly. So like this was like his main new character because she had the most screen time out of all the characters that he brought into this, basically. Um, and she was meant to be this, like, fan, right? This, like, fan mm-hmm. girl, right? So I think a lot of us, like, saw that as, like, Ryan sprinkling in this, like, a little part of us into this movie, right? Mm-hmm. And for JJ to just kind of remove her almost completely out of this movie was awful. <laughs> yes. Uh, she, none of her, like... And I've seen other people say this, like, in The Last Jedi, she's so meaningful because she's challenging Finn. She's challenging him and forcing him to look at things a different way. Like, everything she says has weight and everything she says matters. And, like, again, that is a problem with the entire script of The Rise of Skywalker is that, like, nothing matters. But in The Rise of Skywalker, like... She just says, like, meaningless one-off lines. Yeah. And, like, aside from, like, her at the end when she's, like, telling Finn not to, like, sacrifice himself 
that he, you know, learned that lesson from in The Last Jedi. Oh, my God. Like, I, I feel like she was literally just there because, like, J.J. didn't, like, just was like, oh, well, we also got to have her. So, like, throw her in this part. Like. <sighs> and, like, and her whole. Okay. Rose is, like, the embodiment of the entire saga. Yes. I would agree with that. Don't fight what you hate. Save what you love, right? Right. <laughs> right. And this movie just the opposite of that. It was. <laughs> with When do we save? Well, one person saves what saves they love. Saves what they love. One person. <sighs> one person. But, but that's... N- <sighs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> but, like, that's not the, the point. The spirit of this movie was fighting what you hate. It really was. It really was. And, like, for a moment, like, even Ray says, like, I'm not going to strike you down in hate, like, to Palpatine, because, like, that's what he wanted. Mm-hmm. And, like, it just felt like a rehash of Return of the Jedi. And, I mean, she did kill him. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, she reflected the, the lightning, thing, but... I don't understand. So, like, the whole thing with killing Palpatine would put you on the throne because his spirit would embody you. Is that what you were saying? And, like, okay, but if that's the case, could, like, anybody kill him? Like, if Kylo had killed him, would that have happened at the beginning of the movie? Yeah, because remember when his plan was kill the girl? So, so like, he, he, wanted, wanted, to- he wanted his body, right? Kylo's body? <laughs> right? Or did he always want to be in Ray's body? I think he always wanted to be in Matt Smith's body, but... (laughs) (laughs) BT Dubs, Matt Smith is not in this movie. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Oh, but... So, Ray's... Or not Ray. Rose's um, treatment in this movie gets even worse. Like, not only did she, like not go on this mission for no reason. Like, I really think that, I, like, I understand Finn is, like, a main character. But because of Finn's arc, he did not need to go on this adventure with Ray. It should have been Rose. Like. <laughs> the trio is Finn, Poe, and Rose. It is. Yeah, I said it. It I is. We should have That's had... the trio they should have been marketing, and then marketing um, Ray and Kylo as yes. the dyad. Be- a plot should have been... Also, the dyad's stupid. Yeah, they're soulmates. Just say it. Uh, like, we're just, like, like, two halves of one whole, like, Ryan said it. Like, why does there have to be a name to explain what it is? Because soulmates is girly fan fiction but trash. But you don't even have to... You don't... Like, honestly, you don't even have to say that, because... Ryan didn't say anything, and you understood. It was, like, the bond, right? Like, um, Snoke said something, I created the bond, I think he uses that word. Yeah, he he calls it a bond. What's wrong with that? I I don't understand. I don't, I don't know. (laughs) Um, yeah, but no, like, A plot should have been Ray and Kylo dealing with Palpatine, and B plot should have been Rose, Poe, and Finn gathering allies. Yeah. Not Billy, Show not, us. not Show Lando, us. just okay. showing up with a bunch of people at the end do of this wanna, movie. Do you want to do Lando then, quickly? 
Um, no, well, yeah, sure. We'll we'll do Lando really quickly. Okay, so they first meet Lando in the desert. No yes. explanation why he's there. No, I was just like, like the second he showed up too, I'm like, oh, that's Lando. It, he's got a cane. And my mom's like, really? I'm like, yeah, no. And they took off the helmet. She's like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> so he's just randomly there, which to be honest, I can kind of accept because Star Wars is weird like that. Like well, him just like being there. And like, why is he in Cloud City? Because <laughs> yeah, he is. like, like I mean, Lando's plot was weird, but like him just showing up out of nowhere—that's kind of Star Warsy. Like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. It's fine. And um, so basically, he's like, "Give Leia my love," <laughs> and then he's like, "Give it to you. Why don't you give it to yourself? Go see her. We need pilots." And he's just like, "Oh, my flying days are over." And it's like what. Like, like this is, like, Leia is one of your best friends. We see that in Last Shot. She's grieving her husband. Yes. You're not going to go see her? Yes. And, like, here's the thing. They can't have a scene with Lando and Leia because, you know, Carrie's not there. So they, yeah. can't, they can't do a scene like that. So instead, they have the scene where Ray's like, go tell her yourself. And then Lando's just there. <laughs> In the resistance. Yeah, so then what was the point of him being, I'm, I'm retired? There wasn't one. There wasn't <laughs> one. And then he just disappears with Chewie into the core worlds, which we know from the books is already occupied by the First Order. Yeah. So, so the whole thing is, a lot of people have been complaining, like, so in Last Jedi, Leia puts this message out for help on Crate. No one answers. Lando goes out and he gets help right away. Now... In this movie, rather than Lando sending out a call, he actually goes places, but it doesn't work because they don't show anything. Like you said, like if they sent that trio, Rose, Finn, and Poe out to find allies and they were actually showing us that, like it would be more, like I would, it would sit fine with that. And like it. It could even be that, like, we just see them go to a couple different places and, like, send out message or, like, tell those people to go out and, like, you know, raise the call. Because, like, we even see with Rose in The Last Jedi, like, just by having that ring, like, people know that rebellion symbol. Yeah. Like, they know. So, like, that would have added so much, like, like, that's where Jenna's character, like, her introduction would have made more sense if they were doing it that way. Yeah. As is... She's just kind of there. But like, this is all them telling us things instead of showing us. Yes. This, <laughs> this movie does a lot of telling. So I do want to talk about Janna. And, like, Ooh. this actually kind of ties into, you know, Rose and Lando. Um, so in The Last Jedi, Finn spends, you know, a majority of the movie with Rose. Rose is his counterpart. And Rose is there to challenge him, like I said, she's there to force him to try to see things differently. And, like, anything he says, she immediately, like, challenges that. Like, that's kind of, like, the heart of The Last Jedi, because you see that with Holdo and Poe, and you see that with, you know, Rey and Luke Skywalker. Like, women are there to challenge. And in Truss, uh, Finn meets Janna, and then Janna, again, like Rose, is like, oh, wow, you were a stormtrooper? Like, I'm a stormtrooper. That's so cool. And, like, wants to follow him around. And she just does and, like, doesn't challenge him. She just goes along with everything. And, like, I hate it because I I know 
that they replaced Rose with Janna because they couldn't handle Rose's character. So they smoothed it out and replaced her with somebody else. It's an abomination. That's horrible. That's horror. And like, I love <sighs> Naomi Aki and like yeah, her, and, oh, her and 100%. Kelly Marie Tran. Like, I love them. And, and even like just Jana as a character in any other way that they could have written her, like she has a place in this movie. Yeah, I mean she's <laughs> an ex storm. She's an ex stormtrooper too, but she's like you know on this like ocean moon and she's riding yeah. horses and like I love her. But I I feel like that's the type of character that we normally get in male gaze stories. Like, she looks super cool, and we're told about her super cool backstory, but she doesn't really do anything for the male characters. Whereas, like, Rose was, like, this little fangirl who was very opinionated and, like, very feisty and, like, really, like pushed everybody's buttons and it just bothers me that they push Rose to the side in favor of Jenna's character. Even though I like Jenna's character, I just, I feel like that was the intention. Yeah. It was. Yeah. And then what did they do at the end of the movie? <laughs> oh. Do you, I, it's the, it's, one more, what? I don't know if this is the cringiest scene because I think the epilogue is the cringiest scene. Are you sure that it's not this the one? you're a Palpatine scene? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just re- when I heard Those that, I was like, oh, nope. Those are top three for sure. They're like yeah. all tied for first probably. And yeah. So at the end of the movie, everyone's celebrating. Janna and Lando are kind of sitting beside each other and Janna's like, hey, Lando, where are you from? And he's like, I'm from the gold system. And then he's like, oh, where are you from? And she's like, I don't know. And he's like, well, why don't we find out? (laughs) And he basically winked at the camera. So weird. And like, and we we know this from the visual dictionary. Like, they're implying that Janna is probably his daughter. Yeah. The visual dictionary spells it out. Like, actually. Why? But, like, why? Yeah, so the visual dictionary says that Lando has a missing daughter. Guys. But why? <laughs> he marries a Twi'lek. Does he? Does he? Do they get married? I mean, it's strongly implied. Yeah, and, like, so, like, this kid, like, Janna, like, she's not Cash's daughter unless she's adopted. Because we know from Rebels what half Twi'lek children look like. I mean, two out of three, you know, black characters, she's got to be related. related to somebody. Maybe they're all related, Shannon. Maybe it's three on three. Oh, God. I hate it. I really hate it. And, like, it doesn't make any sense. It's clearly from a different cut of the movie. And they should have just cut it out. There was no reason so to have weird. that scene. That scene, like... And, like, like if they cut, if they had a whole storyline around this in another cut, like why did they keep this little section? Right, because because she's a woman <laughs> and she has to be related to somebody. Oh my god! Do you like, realize that like all the women? Oh my god! <laughs> except for Rose, except for Rose, but we know how they feel about Rose. They don't care. <laughs> yeah, 
Oh. Yeah. Oh, jeez. It's just so bad. It's so bad. How did this how did this happen? I don't understand how this happened. I really don't it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense. I'm trying to narrow down who we have left to go over. I mean, unless you want to talk about some plot points, I think it's I think it's a good not- boy. <laughs> I know. I know. Plot points? Any plot points you want to touch on that don't involve Ray and Kylo? Uh, Wayfinders. Oh, holocrons. Yeah, what the heck? Holocrons. What the heck? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Those are Sith holocrons. Honestly, like, the whole MacGuffin. <laughs> like, no. here, here's, here's the problem. Here's the problem. So, they have Kylo finding a wayfinder it's a holocron and like you can't even say that people don't know what holocrons are because they're in galaxy's edge and they look the same and like the audience isn't stupid like you can say something's a holocron and like and you're showing the audience what it's doing yeah they're just like oh that's a doohickey that does this it's fine it's gonna show them the way it doesn't have to be called a wayfinder I had never, like, so before I watched Clone Wars or Rebels, the first place I saw the word holocron was in a fic. And, like, I didn't know what it was, but the way that they described it, like, I understood what it was. Like, it's not that hard. You don't actually, so the first time you see the the Wayfinder, it's the first scene of the movie. But then you don't hear that it's actually called a Wayfinder until later when they go looking for it. Yeah, Ray reads about it in the books. Yeah, so oh, like BT so does. Those why books contain like, nothing that Ray does not already possess. <sighs> but I don't understand why she's not like, oh, we need to go find this holocron, and Finn's like, oh, what's a holocron? And yeah. then she's like, oh, it's it, this holocron is going to show us our way to like whatever. Yeah. It's like they contain information. This yeah. one contains the location of Exegol. Yeah. Like, that's that's it. That's all you need to know. Um, but, like, the thing about it is, like, Exegol is, like, hard to find, and it's, like, the homeworld of the Sith. And I'm like, you mean, like, the homeworld of the Sith that isn't canon anymore? That Obi-Wan, Kenobi, and Bail Organa go to? Did you ever read Wild Space? No, I've been wanting to, though. Oh, the it's real good. It. When they go to it, like, it ba- like. Being on that planet, just, like, full of dark side energy, like, attacks Obi-Wan. Like, it's it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Um, it's a Clone Wars novel, but it's not canon. But how um, interesting would it be, like, if, if Ben, like, arrived on this planet and it, it attacked him because he had so much light in him? Yeah. Like, that would, like, that's the point of wild space is that like obi-wan has so much light in him and he's like such a perfect jedi like ben's namesake jesus christ um but yeah like they these contain the location there's only two of them it's supposed to be crazy hard to find and ben finds one on mustafar no explanation for that i mean it makes sense that it would be there but like just (laughs) Whatever. Um, and then Ray and friends go looking for one. And, like, their clue is Pasana. I don't... 
I understand that, like, she got the clue from Pasana because she was reading Luke's writings because, like, Luke went looking for it and, like, his trail ended in on Pasana. But, like, I don't understand why they're there. It could have been anywhere. Like, but they had to do the Zuko scene. I did really like the Zuko scene. I did. When Except, he snatches the no, necklace. The dialogue was really bad. <laughs> it was really bad. But, like, him snatching the necklace was straight up Zuko. Like, wow. Well, yeah. I like, you know what? Asana, the whole, like, whole dancing. Oh, it's beautiful. And, like, I love it. Okay. I don't know if I want to bring up the kids on Pasana now or later. I don't when know. Ray was like looking at later. Yeah, we'll we'll get uh, that, yeah. <gasps> okay. Yeah, I love I love Pasana, but like I I feel like there's still questions about why this random Oh she like, Yeah, who's who who was he? Like a Jedi Oshie. hunter? Oh Like yeah, I don't know. Sounds his, like- his, He's, I don't know, he's like Pokemon or something. Yeah, yeah, like a Mario card. Yeah. So like his ship crashed there somehow for some and reason. And it hasn't been stripped for parts. No. And he was carrying a dagger that has inscripted on it the location of the Wayfinder. That he also used to kill Ray's parents. Because reasons. And I'm like, okay. See, that was so sure. convoluted that like I really was like not following that. No. Like, <laughs> I don't under like how did Luke find out about this dagger and know that this random guy had it? Maybe because he has psychometry like everyone does now. I don't what? <laughs> okay, but like so Ray was able to touch the dagger and she got like force echoes from it, like Cal gets in Fallen Order. <sighs> Did you hear? Like, I didn't hear it the yes. first time, but the second time, I heard, like, the, like, cries or whatever. Yeah. So, like, now that And she everyone... said, like, this blade has done horrible things. Yeah. Just like does... in Jedi Fallen Order. Does everyone have this ability now? <sighs> I Nothing thought it was sacred. so special to have that, that ability. Like, it wasn't, well, apparently like... Apparently it's Remember not. Remember Quinlan Voss? Yeah, Quinlan Voss isn't special. He's dead now. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like just... everyone. Just like everyone. Basically. <laughs> Yeah, but that doesn't make any sense. But then it, it, it basically is just telling you that the other one is on the Death Star. And, like, I'm sorry, but this Death Star has been in the ocean for, like, 30 years. Yeah. But, like, this chamber is not underwater. <laughs> and it's <No>. fine. <laughs> but that's, that's Star Wars potholes. I can accept that's that. That's true. That is true. Um, but then ultimately, like, that one didn't matter because Kylo Ren destroyed it. And then Rey's like, wah, I can't do anything. And Force Ghost Luke gives her a pep talk. And she's fine. It's, that shouldn't have been Luke. That should have been Kylo. Mm. Why didn't Kylo go to yeah. two with her? And the Whisper is a two-seater. And the whisper also gets destroyed on Pasana, but then is magically Shannon, okay. Do you think? Do you think in other like versions of this, like they both went to Octo? 
I mean, I hope so. And I they're like, like, let's let's live together in secret. <sighs> and they're like, well, we can't do what Padme and Anakin did. I feel like this movie should have ended with them on Octo, not Tatooine. Just because... Of the they visions made t- of the island? Yeah, the visions. Like, clearly Rey had been dreaming of this island her entire life. She had seen it. She says it. Um, we hear that in both movies. And then she goes back there only because that's where Luke was hiding. And, like, she's like, I'm going to hide myself from the world. And Luke's like, but no, that's fear talking. That. I she, know. Like, literally, by the end of The Last Jedi, weren't, like, Luke made a big mistake by doing that. Yeah. I don't understand how... It's because all of her problems would have been solved just by talking to Ben Solo. But they don't. Instead, they fight the entire time. Which is the entire reason the Force Bond was created, so that they wouldn't fight the entire time. Oh, okay. Before we go into Kylo and Rey, then I will complain about the Force Bond. <laughs> oh, wait. One more thing about the Wayfinders. So, when she's okay, on... Um... When she's on Octo, does... Does Luke not have a, a compass that's a wayfinder? It's yeah, from Battlefront. Yeah, but it can't find Exegol Shannon. That would be too easy because he went to Pasana and tried to find Oshi's wayfinder. I don't... For the dagger. God, it's if he so could just stupid. Get to, if he could just get to Exegol with his compass from Battlefront 2, then the, the Sith would be dead by now. Or Palpatine would be in Luke's body. They got rid of the Sith as a species. Like, that is from Legends. And they got rid of that in saying that the Sith is in order. And yet there's a Sith planet full of ghost people in robes. <laughs> With yeah, pickled they snow. were like, pickled snow. <laughs> But anyway, that's that's my rant on the Wayfinders. <laughs> oh my gosh, okay. I'm gonna complain about the Forest Bond now. Okay, something that made The Last Jedi so special was the Forest Bond. And I'm not gonna get into, like, the actions, like, the acting between Rey and Ben in it. I'm gonna talk about it technically. In The Last Jedi, it was so well done. The sound design was so perfect and flawless the way they would snap into it and it, you would feel like it's like a thread like kind of pulling them together and then it would snap it would snap into place and then they would be aware of each other being there and they'd start talking. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this happened for everyone, but the, the force band that, that happens on Pisana, they're talking way before that noise happens. Yeah. It's so I mean- strange. And, like, that's the thing, because, like, on, in The Last Jedi, like, with the hand touch scene, like, they, there's no snap when they start talking because it's, like, a reveal. It's cut. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, they don't ever put it in. (laughs) So, like, I mean, I agree with you. And, like, her environment changed. Like, why did her environment change? Why change the mechanics? Like, here's the thing. Like, we've both talked that, like, as their bond gets stronger, that this could happen and they could go into each other's environments. Yeah. But we, there was no development there to tell us, like, oh, it's getting stronger. Like, this is making sense. It didn't yeah. make sense. Yeah, it, it didn't make sense. And, like, I, I kind of like that, like, 
you know, the way he is able to, like, snatch the necklace and, like, that's how we find her. Like, that, like that's cool. And, like, when they're fighting, he realizes where she is again because of the Vader helmet. And, like, that's that's interesting. But, like, that's that's not what the bond is for. It's, like, it's it was like created. each other. Yeah, it, it, it's created for them to, it forces them to be in each other's space and to talk. Yeah. Like, the fact that they were able to touch at all was, like, beautiful and amazing. So, like, it is that, like, yeah, it's getting stronger that they can do all of these things. But, like, it just doesn't, like, that's not what it's for. Yeah. And, like, they do, like, kind of show that, like, oh, you know, this isn't new to them that, like, they can still talk. So, like, clearly this bond has still been there for, like, the entire time gap. Yeah. And, like, when she started talking to them, I was like, oh, they've been talking this whole year. And yet they're still, like, they're, like, malicious to each other. Because, <laughs> like, if they had been talking this whole year, I'm not saying that she'd be, like, all warm and fuzzy, but I feel like she'd be calmer. Yeah, I, I feel so like uptight. she would be so she used to so it. She so uptight, yeah. Yeah, she'd be so used to it. She'd be like, oh, like, you again, like, ugh. Yeah, and, like, as as the the movie progresses, like, clearly, like, Ray is getting more and more stressed because of, like, what's going on. So, like, it, it does make sense that she gets a little bit trigger-happy as it goes on. But, like, yeah, like, I feel like she would be much more, like, resigned. Like, you're right, like, ugh, like, this thing again, you know, all of that. Because, like, I, I feel like that is how, like, Ben kind of plays it. Like, you know, like, we're having the same conversation over and over kind of thing, but it doesn't come across in the film. Mm-hmm. I think we have to talk about Ben. ben and I want to turn... Well, I want to transition Both into... I want to... Yeah, I want to transition into talking about them with... I really feel like the whole... I have harped on this since Rogue One came out. That, like, the key to restoring balance, restoring the galaxy, the key to fixing the war in the stars is through communication. And that the problem with literally everything, like, and it starts with Anakin and it starts with the Jedi Order, is keeping secrets and not telling people everything. Because it just backfires on you and things go horribly wrong. And so that's why in the in the Last Jedi, it was so beautiful that Ryan Johnson created this mechanism for these two characters to be forced to communicate. And like even Kylo Ren does say like I've never lied to you. Like why would I be lying? Like I've never lied to you. Like because that's what this whole space is about. It's about them having open communication. And in this movie they spend all of their scenes fighting or not talking. And it doesn't make any sense except for if at any point they had started just talking about their feelings, things would have gone differently so quickly. So quickly. Like, that whole fight on the Death Star, I kept waiting for Ben to say something. To talk to her, like, he'd been trying to tell her, like, you have to fall, you have to fall, blah, blah, blah. And, like, Ray just never really says anything. She just gets mad. But, like, as they're fighting, they realize that they're, like, equally matched and, like, nobody's gonna win. And I was, like, really waiting for him to say that. Like, we're not gonna get anywhere by fighting because we're equally matched or whatever. But, like, that doesn't 
happen? Hmm. Like, it doesn't... Like, what would have happened if Leia hadn't intervened? He wasn't gonna kill her. That whole... The, the, the way we frame Leia coming in was, like, telling the general audience that Ben was gonna kill her, and the only way Leia was gonna save Ben... I mean, not save Ben. Save yeah. Rey. Save Rey was sacrificing herself. But, like, how did he... How did she know that this was happening? Did she feel it in the force? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And then, like, they even throw in that line with Maz, which, by the way, Maz is, like, such a throwaway character in this movie. Um, it's like, yes, it will take all she has to reach out. And I'm like, what? What's just stop? Just stop but telling me things. Why are they telling us, telling, yeah, telling us things? You would have, we would have gotten it. Like, we got the, it, we it got it in The Last Jedi. It's really stupid in this movie. It does, it does. Like, in The Last Jedi, we get the same thing with, like, Luke reaches out to Leia, and, like, you get it. <laughs> like, you know, but... I just don't under, like, yeah, like, the way they framed it, it was Leia saving Rey, not saving her son. Yeah. Saving Rey. And I mean, Because it, I think that if, if JJ had actually developed kylo ren properly in the first half of this movie he would have been there without help yeah yeah instead of him just being like supreme leader ren like he like basically like war senteca scene of tfa not him after all the development in the last jedi yeah it just and i i feel like if why didn't we spend parts of this movie like it if kylo ren has gone mad and he's raging and chasing ghosts why didn't why isn't that when leia is reaching out to him why isn't that like why doesn't luke appear to him like why is nobody trying to reason No one reaches with him. out to Ben. Nobody Not does. Not a single person. Nobody does. Except his dad. Yes. Which I, I love the scene. That scene, yes. Yes. <laughs> with with Han. Like it's it's echoing t- like The Last Jedi beautifully. And like this is right after Ray like stabbed him right where Han had stabbed like right where he stabbed Han mm-hmm. like with the same saber it's a beautiful it's really it, yeah, beautiful yeah it's beautiful yeah. it doesn't fit as well as it could like his redemption feels very rushed because they don't talk about it at all in the beginning of the movie I hate that his character is so regressed. But, like, here's the thing. I do think the way Adam plays it, you, like, it's nuanced. It's, like, very nuanced. Like, you know, he doesn't want to kill Ray. He's trying, he's still trying to turn her, which I'm like, come on, you idiot boy. Um, But it's, it's to protect her. And I think Adam plays that really well. Like, even with the mask on, like, but you really get the lines a s- are so badly Yeah, written. the lines are so bad. Like, like he, he's doing everything. I'm going to turn you to the dark side. He's doing everything to save this. <laughs> uh, 
I, the worst lines he delivers is when he's telling Ray that she's a Palpatine. Like, it's so bad. Yeah. Like, I can't believe I can't this believe, movie. Like, I just can't believe that after all that in The Last Jedi and Ryan made such a point of Ray saying it herself that her parents were nobody. Mm-hmm. Like, her not being told who her parents are. Yeah. Not being told who her lineage. Like, I mean, he prompts her to say it. But it's her that does. Right. So then to go back and be like, let's have a man tell her yeah. what her lineage is. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> and, like, I, I guess there's a point to be made with, like, you know, he says, I don't – like, I've never lied to you. And even in The Last Jedi, like, I would say – he's really uh, all about, like, her not lying to herself. Because, like, that's Ray's problem is that she lies to herself. Um, So, like, I guess you could say that, like, him, like, trying to tell her is that, like, no, she needs this information. But it doesn't come across that way. And the fact that we have a line where it says, you don't just have power, you have his power. (laughs) It's so stupid. Oh, God. I just, I can feel Adam Driver hating Star Wars and with his, every like, fiber di- of his like, being. And I, I truly believe he's disappointed. I truly believe he is, too. And people have talked about this, like, he has said multiple times that, like, when they approached him for this movie, they approached him with the concept of his character. And that's what got him so intrigued was like everything about the character and that he's known from the beginning where he was going. And I guess you could say that that was redemption, but people have pointed out that he kind of changed his tune like as it got closer. And like you could say that he's like playing coy or whatever, but it does make you wonder if he was not always going to die. And I think if that Reddit post is real from today. Yeah. I don't think Lucasfilm was ever planning on going back on that. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. And it's like, oh, well, Bob Iger didn't make this promise or whoever, whoever it is. Yeah. I don't know. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, we did see a Reddit post today. I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it'll be confirmed or denied by the time this video comes out or this episode comes out, whatever, uh, about like the problems that happened with the production of Rise of Skywalker and how basically like it like corporation like took over and they didn't think that like what the story group had was going to work and like JJ didn't want to work with the story group and like all this like none of that has been confirmed but like when you really think about it it just really makes you wonder there's literally no reason for Ben Solo to die because, like, what have we learned? His end is, like, exactly the same as Vader's. And Vader's ultimately, like, yeah, Vader saved Luke, but, like, ultimately the cycle repeated again because we didn't learn anything. And once again, we have somebody dying who will only be remembered as the shadow of himself, not for his actual self. And, like, I I just find it really hard to believe that, like, that's 
the direction that they always intended to go because that is not hopeful. Yeah. And no one, not a single one of his family members besides Han, like, showed, like, any sort of love to him. Yeah. Which, like, I feel like they were really building up a lot of, like, Leia loving her son before. In The Last Jedi. In The Last Jedi. Jedi. In, also in The Force Awakens. She's the one who tells Han, like, our son's not gone. And The Force Awakens, sorry, The Rise of Skywalker just makes it feel like she hates him. That she's embarrassed to have Mm -hmm. him as a son and, like, and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, which, like, again, like, they were limited to what they could do with Carrie, but the but way Luke, like what about the whole see around kid yeah in the last Jedi. i don't understand why luke didn't appear to ben there's i really no don't closure. there's no closure between ben and luke so here's the only way i can explain this i think that they were we're in this time where people believe in quote unquote strong female characters and what a strong female character is is very specific it can only be a certain thing um and i feel like they up until this point were creating a story about two central protagonists two sides of the same coin you know they are connected they are a dyad they this is about them Especially and with two, Ben. No, go I was for gonna it. say two characters who are very individual and very complex in like all of their characteristics. Yes. I don't think a single one of them, Ray or Kylo, are like stereotypical of anything. And I think like they're so deep and so well written, so nuanced, and we didn't see any of that in this movie. No. And like I, I say we're in an age of like specific strong female characters but like only in like film because like we don't see that in books i've actually noticed i've I've read a lot of um new like novels this year like novels that like just came out in 2019 some of them were like debuts from authors and there's a very clear trend that's coming out with ya novels right now and it's that they're telling stories about dual protagonists and it's like a boy and a girl, maybe they'll fall in love, maybe they won't, but like it's their shared story. And I think that's what they were kind of like wanting to move forward with, with uh, like Star Wars. But instead, they chickened out and was like, no, this is Ray's story and just pushed Ben away. And so everything is just about Ray. Like, this is a character who was preyed on his entire life, fell to the dark side, felt like his family hated him, felt like his family abandoned him, and then nobody comes for him. Like, Luke doesn't, Leia does, but it's framed in that she's actually saving Rey. Han does, which is great and I love it, but then, you know, we have that scene with all of the Force ghosts talking to Rey and, like, Ben Solo. Yeah, Ben Solo's in the pit, just chilling. Do you you know who needed to be, like, knowing that people were with him? Ben Solo. Ben Solo. Yes. 
And, like, that doesn't happen. And then he dies to save Ray, which, don't get me wrong, like, that scene's beautiful, but he didn't need to die because everything was for Ray. And, like, again, yeah, I love Ray, but these were supposed to be two central protagonists and Ben's gets just pushed aside. Yeah. For what? For so that Ray can be a Palpatine? Like what? They spend so much time obsessing with Ray Palpatine in this movie that nothing else happened. Yeah, it was like literally nothing <laughs> else mattered other than that Ray was a Palpatine. It really just didn't matter. And like again, I think we owe every. I I love like everything about Good Boy Ben Solo. And we owe it all to Adam Driver because he – there are no lines except for Al. And he sells it all. <laughs> he sells it all. He sells it all. And it's he's beautiful. A star. He is a gem. Yeah. And can you believe that they wasted Academy Award nominee Adam Driver? <laughs> uh, we are truly blessed that he was in Star Wars and that he played Kylo Ren because nobody else could do it and nobody's ever going to do it again. Yeah. Which is the most, uh, not the most disappointing thing. I think that's Ray Palpatine, yeah. but that's very disappointing. Yeah, it's. It, I would say like it's second to Ray Palpatine. Mm-hmm. He's, oh my gosh, good boy sweater. <laughs> the good boy sweater, and like him fighting with the legacy saber, the saber that would not come to him. It and it went to him, and it went when to him. He was like when he was stuck with the Knights of Ren with n- no weapon. <laughs> Yeah. Like, we haven't even talked about the fact that, like, the Knights of Ren were completely useless. They had no reason to be there except you know, that like, it was a cool fight. And, like, but those those could have been more Praetorian guards. Oh, yeah. Right? Those could have been anybody. Those didn't like, need to be Emperor's Knights of Ren. the guards or whatever they are. You know what yeah. I mean? Do they it fight make any sense. at all other than in that scene? They take Chewie. That's it. That could have been yeah, Stormtroopers. Also, but also... In the comic, so spoilers for the Rise of Kylo Ren issue one. Which you should totally read. Oh, it's very good. It's very, very good. Um, They're force sensitive. Yeah, it's a requirement. Did they use the force in the fight with Ben Solo? Or did they just throw their, like, axes at him? They just threw their axes at him. (laughs) I just, I, I... I don't understand, and, like, I'm excited to see, like, where the Knight's storyline goes in the comics, because that comic is really good, but I don't understand why they had to be a nine, because they didn't have to be. Um, But regardless, Ben Solo gets to fight with that legacy lightsaber, which is amazing, but, like, here's my problem. (laughs) So, they introduce the fact that Leia has a lightsaber. This is something that had been leaked on Reddit, and we were just like, that's stupid. I didn't believe it. I, I never believe believed it, it for a second. Neither did I. Same with Hux being the spy. That was leaked on Reddit, too. <laughs> no one like, else was leaked on Reddit that um, Hux was going to be, like, eaten by, like, a turtle thing or something. Yeah, where was the turtle thing? Where was the oracle? In some other movie that was never made, apparently. 
Also, Maybe Ben Solo getting caught. thrown into a pit <laughs> was leaked on Reddit, too, which was pretty funny. <laughs> and no one believed it. No. Maybe but, the Oracle was Colin Trevorrow's version. Oh, God. Jesus Maybe Christ. Colin Trevorrow's version was actually good. <laughs> Hi, I'm Poe. <laughs> Favorite line. Favorite line. Um, but yeah, so apparently Leia was training to be a Jedi, and she had a vision that oh her lightsabers and her journey as a Jedi would end with the death of her son. So she stopped training. This was also yet, being told to us, again, something yeah. being told to us. And shown to us through a flashback, which, like, we did yeah, not need to see. N- no, but, like, but the, the, the us, sh- like, us seeing them training wasn't the point of the story. No, it The wasn't. point of the story was that she was going to kill her son. Yeah. Which, which also adds to the whole, like, I don't care about my son business. Yeah. Because, like, he, I don't understand how, how would she get to killing her son? Leia. I Leia. Like, here's the thing, though. Like, if, if her Jedi journey, if her lightsaber ends with the death of her son, why even send him away to be trained? Why not? She could have trained him. I guess they're they're implying that he was like he was too much, so they had to send him to Luke. But which like again, said, like <laughs> like I said to you, like oh Leia gets the choice of just stopping her Jedi training, but Ben, who just wants to be a pilot, doesn't get to. Mm. I just remember all of the discourse about like oh you're all saying that Han and Leia are horrible parents. I'm like, well, Tross kind of proved that. Except for Han, because Han came back. BT Dubs, I made a video all about Han Solo's redemption arc and him coming back for his son. Two days, it came out two days before Tross, and it's very valid. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, so she has a lightsaber, and basically the only reason it's introduced is so that that Rey and Ben can fight with blue lightsabers. But but it doesn't actually make sense. No. We didn't need it, because instead of then throwing his lightsaber into the ocean, he could have healed his crystal. Which would have been so much more meaningful. The cross guard saber blue. Yes. The crackling. Yes. Yes. Because, like, the saber is a metaphor for Ben Solo. Because, Mm -hmm. and, like, the visual dictionary confirms this, which I don't even know why, but, like, it, it is Ben's original saber. And he corrupted his crystal, he bled his crystal. And it didn't want to be turned, which is why it cracked. And that's why, like, his saber looks really bad. And, like, you know, he had to put the cross guard in it. Um, Like, it's a metaphor for Ben Solo. So, like, him throwing it into the sea, like, it's a great visual, sure, of him, like, shedding Kylo Ren. But, like, what would have been better is him healing It's like, I'm trash. I'm going to just throw myself into the ocean. (laughs) I'm trash, just not approved trash. (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah like i don't know why he couldn't just heal his saber like i i feel like that would have been i mean granted we wouldn't have gotten that cool scene where she like gives him the legacy saber or whatever but this would have made more sense it would have it really would have and then like even if you keep that ridiculous scene with ray reflecting back the lightning and that killing palpatine and somehow also ray like, she does it with two sabers. Could you imagine if she does that with the legacy saber yeah. and Kylo Ren's redeemed lightsaber? Mm-hmm. 
That like, scene that scene really reminded me of Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, it kind of did. It was very Harry Potter too. Yeah. yeah. With, especially with yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And see, so, like, Why the does thing, everyone I don't, always have to be, like, some way connected to the villain? Like, I, mean, I don't I know. know. Harry's not, like, related to Voldemort, but they're connected. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, the connection between, like, Vader's grandson and Palpatine, I feel like, is enough of a, like, thing. <laughs> I think so, too. And, like... I- they them like implying that dyad thing like it it is cool they were just like you know yeah but they can be a dyad without her being oh a hundred we've anyone. predicted <laughs> so many better ways for that to have happened like we've talked about like you know Ben Solo was created but he fell or like the force yeah like the force yeah. was too much and so they created like another one was created like. Like, we've talked about this, and, like, it makes sense, and it's fine. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, I want to have a dyad with a broody space prince. Like, I'm no no one. Like, (laughs) you know? Um, So, like, does this mean that, like, everyone we're going to see in the future is going to be related to someone? So, like, this basically means, like, the child from The Mandalorian. Is is actually Yoda's child. Actually Yoda's child. And that broom it's boy is a Kenobi. Of, yeah, it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It's so dumb. Oh, speaking of the child. So they aired episode seven the day before The Rise of Skywalker. And like when I was watching it, and I even said this to my mom, I'm like, they probably did this, you know, because the movie was going to come out and they wanted everybody to watch The Rise of Skywalker, not The Mandalorian. So they released it early. But they also introduced Four Ceiling, which we've never seen. And so I'm like, I, mm-hmm. I told my mom, I'm like, this is going to be really important. And it was. But, like, little baby Yoda heals um, grief, doesn't His even arm. bat an eye. But also, like, like think about how tiny he is. And, like, the percentage of skin and, like, body he healed on grief mm-hmm. to, like, relative to his size. Yes. And he was fine this is but he also passed out for a day after he lifted the space rhino yeah that's what i was gonna say and like i don't think this is anything necessarily wrong with the mandalorian i think it's all like the rise of skywalker it's it's wrong with the yeah well it's again they're contradicting their own canon like all the way up to the wire (laughs) like i know ray says like she heals this sandworm which i actually think is like a really beautiful moment for ray it's um they said this on Scavenger's Horde, like, it's very, um, uh, Forces of Destiny, Ray. And she says, like, oh, I just transferred a little bit of life force. But, like, she still didn't bat an eye and, like, was fine. And, like, this was, like, a pretty substantial wound that yeah. this thing had. Um, and so, like, I guess what they're trying to say is that, like, Ben Solo was already so injured and that Ray was yeah. so dead that he gives her everything. But they say in the movie that they are a dyad and that they are connected, that they yeah. are one soul in two bodies. They live together. They die together. I also, don't understand how this happened. So Jonna Marie messaged me the other day, and she said the way that force healing works is that you actually recharge. So, like, 
I because I stated that I'm like, so if Baby Yoda keeps healing people, is he gonna die? And the answer is no, because after like he can rest, he can have like a little nap, and then he's at a hundred percent again. Right. So, so like, like Ben Solo should telling- be fine. <laughs> like. <laughs> I don't know. Well, cause, and, and like, here's the thing. Like, we see earlier in the movie, Ray s- fatally stabs Ben Solo and then heals him. Like, I get it. He's not dead when she yeah, does it. Yeah, because it would have been, like, a slower death is, like, right. what you're saying. But, like, e- even if, like, that's your, like, that's what you're saying. Like, well, she was dead so he died because balance, like, I get the whole life for a life thing, but that kind of goes away yeah. when you're a freaking dyad in the force or whatever. But, like, all that you had to do was make Ray not dead yet. Forgive me about, like, like okay, in Akatar, like, one of, when one of the halves dies, like, the other half is, like, pretty much like dead inside yeah are you talking about the 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 moon and the sea Mm, yeah no i don't know (laughs) well there there is a scene like in the in season one of avatar where they so like they go to the the northern water tribe and the the spirits of the moon and the ocean are like koi fish avatar not avatar (laughs) oh I'm like, what? I'm like, moon and sea. I'm like, uh. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, but also in Avatar, <laughs> they kill, like, the moon or the sea. I'm not sure which one, but then, like, it throws the other one, like, wildly out of balance. And, like, they're designed to look like yin and yang symbols. So, like, the yin and yang imagery with Kylo and Rey, like, So, it's like, there. everything's wildly out of balance now. Yeah, exactly. Bray is wildly out of balance. Bray is wildly out of balance. And, like, you are right. Like, A Court of Thorns and Roses, like, they kill one half, but, like, they bring him back. Like, I just... And in Tower of Dawn, like, Irene wasn't strong enough to heal Kaol on her own, so all of the heal- healers helped her. And in doing so, it tied her life force to Kaol to the point I don't where understand. they will both die or live because they are tied together. Be with me. Be with Be me. Be with me. Be with me. Be and with me. They didn't do shit. <laughs> they didn't. All they, they did just, was tell Ray to get up when Ben like, Solo's like clinging to a rock. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like, oh like Ray, you're fine, get up. You have and then it in mean, I love that meme you sent me where it's the girl laying on the floor and it's the um <laughs> the the cha cha slide is playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Ben Solo in the pit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's so dumb and it just didn't it, it didn't have to happen. Like that's why it's so frustrating is because like it didn't have to be like that. It didn't have to. And then like they live and they go back and maybe everybody gives Ben Solo some really weird looks, but then you just cut to them on Tatooine, which is still dumb, but then he's there too. Because he doesn't come back as a force Shannon, ghost. I think, like, they could have, even with this horrible movie, they could have had Ben in that last scene. They 100% could have. And I because, have seen people... Because 
people, like, like I don't think they needed the explanation of how he got there within the movie. Because no. I think if they wanted it, they could, like, they would write extra material where yeah. it would be. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, and, and, like, they don't need to explain that the Resistance accepts him. We just saw him heroically save Rey. Like, and no one's ever going to know. And no one's ever going to know. No one's ever going to know. And people have pointed out that the way that that last scene the on um, Tatooine is cut, like, they say yeah. that it's cut really weird and that it doesn't seem like it's pieced together correctly. And even, like, the shot of her looking at the suns doesn't look right. No. And people it's have really said strange. that... It, yeah, people have said that they think it's because in one version, like, he was there. They, like, cut him out. Yeah. But, like, why would they do that? Like, this why? Is, like, the Schneider cut. I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, I, I, I genuinely don't understand. But here's here's the thing, dear listeners. Ben Solo's not dead. He's not. He's not. <laughs> I am sometimes on board with this. I have been in, like, full denial. Ben Solo is not dead. Okay, I sometimes am I think about Cleopatra. It I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm a clown right now for thinking he's alive. I know. But I feel well, like it's the when only you, thing. When you told me that thing that you told me earlier, which I won't say on the show, um, I got really upset because I was like, oh, God, where's my shining but, ray of hope? Okay, but, like, I don't think just – do we, like – like, just because, like, let's say, for example, like, Luminous is not about Ben. That doesn't mean we won't get it. No, it doesn't. But also, at the same time, it's like – I don't know how to temper my expectations from Lucasfilm anymore. No, I don't either. I don't know how to I don't know how to feel about anything. But like it makes sense for me that he is not dead because yeah. like they are Hades and Persephone. They are like Orpheus and I don't know how to say the girl's name. Um like it it makes so much sense that like he is he's gone somewhere like the world between worlds and like we've mm-hmm. seen we've seen Ahsoka come back to life using the world between worlds like it just makes sense to me that at the end of the rise of skywalker and like this is the only way yeah. i can like reconcile the end of the rise of skywalker is that like ray is like burying the past and she has her new lightsaber and she's going to go and save her boyfriend from hell yeah. Like, like, um, Sabrina. Yeah. I never finished season two. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I know. The ending. I know. Ending. I, I know. Um, um, yeah. But, well, and, like, even, like, the Cupid and Psyche myth. Like, mm-hmm. Psyche has to descend in order to save Cupid. And even sometimes in Beauty and the Beast, because Beauty and the Beast is based off of Cupid and Psyche. Like, Belle has to, you know, go back and save the beast. And, like, this happens in A Court of Thorns and Roses. This happens in Tower of Dawn. This happens in Hades and Persephone. This is, like, the Orpheus myth. Like, you even see it in Disney's freaking Hercules. Like, I I just, I feel like the, the Rumi poem, like, why was, there is a place. Like, it has to be. It has to be. If it's not, I don't even know how. I to process anything if this isn't 
Like, like I was so like today I was looking at Victoria Mahoney's mood board and trying to decipher where the movie we got was within those photos. And I had a hard time. I'm like, I don't see anything. Well, and you even showed me you're like the dice was on that board and they didn't talk about the dice at all. It's so strange. Yeah, which like I, I mean, I guess I kind of understand, but like that's like prime Ben Solo gets to fly What's the, the Falcon fuel. What is this place that they're meeting at? It's World they Between met Worlds. On Exegol. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> and like, Which is I, like there is a feel like the real version of that poem is isn't it there is a field? There is a field. A field is like hopeful. It's like not Exegol. You know what a field makes me think of? Lethal. Yeah. Yeah. Or Naboo. Or Naboo. Like, it could be anywhere. And, like, even you had a theory that maybe she'll go back to a healed Mustafar and somehow, Mm -hmm. like, that's going to unlock it. And, like, I think this – I think that story is really interesting and I think there is definitely something there. And, like, if it's not, then I literally have, like, no hope for this franchise because what what was it all for? Yeah. I just all, I, and all I things, hate that all the things that it stood for hope what Leia stood for yeah. what Leia symbolized yeah. was not in this movie yeah at all it's it's not it's it it left it left both of us it left like so many of us feeling empty and numb and like I literally like I haven't been able to eat like I, I feel like I've been eating a lot yeah. <laughs> Which is, it's so funny. Like, I I even, like, today, I had to go to work, which was horrible. <laughs> um, but, like, when I was at lunch, I was like, you need to eat all of your lunch. Because I packed, like, a normal lunch. And I literally felt like I was going to throw up and I thought I was going to have to go home. Like, this movie has affected so many of us. And, like, it's... <sighs> It's not because we didn't get what we want. It's because of what we got. It's it's mostly because of how all of the, the characters that we grew to love were treated, I think. Yeah. I feel like this movie is a, a complete slap in the face to people who joined the fandom after The Last Jedi. Or because, just anyone who loved The Last Jedi. Yeah, anybody. Who, who says, like, oh, this is my favorite Star Wars film, or it's one of my favorite Star Wars films. All of us just feel slapped in the face, yeah. I think. And, like, uh, with this podcast, with Lipstick and Lightsabers, like, we have heard so many of your stories. We have heard so many beautiful stories of women who have seen their self, seen themselves in Rose and in Rey and who felt inspired by The Last Jedi to create and to do so many amazing things. And, like, it breaks my heart that this movie, to me, feels like it's telling us that, like, we don't belong and that we're mm-hmm. wrong. And, like, I just want to say that I don't believe that and that I think now more than ever – we need to band together and we need to try to keep creating and we need to push for the stories that we want and we need to tell our stories. We need to talk about why these things make us feel the way that we feel. We need to talk about 
our journeys and our experiences, like honestly, now more than ever. And we're we're not going anywhere. This no. podcast started because of the Last Jedi. Yeah, and like we became best friends because of the because Last of Jedi. This movie. Yeah, it brought so many people together. It really, it really did. Like it, it didn't just like bring life into our podcast. Like so many others popped up because of it. Like YouTube channels, artists, fic writers. Like it was so inspirational, and I do feel like Tross like has especially like it's made me like I don't ever want to get out of bed like all I want to do is just lay in bed in the dark and like <laughs> feel sad and like not talk yeah. about things and I, I feel like we all need to grieve and we all need to feel what we're feeling but I we can't let it defeat us yeah. because we like this is our like we have as much of a reason to be here as anybody else and like our love for star wars means just as much as anybody else's and we need to carve our way in this fandom yeah the way that ray should have carved her way in this movie but the way that padme carved her way into being a queen and being a senator because she made herself she did she got herself to the places that she was Mm mm-hmm yeah, nothing. And she was pushed out, but yeah. she stuck. She stuck around. She means so much for women and for like women in this fandom. Because you're right, she came from nothing. She became a queen. She became a senator. And like, yes, she died of a broken heart, but she is the mother of the rebellion. Like she saw that things were taking a bad turn, and she stood up and she did something about it. Like, she did that in The Phantom Menace, and she did that when she created the Rebellion. She was like, I- I'm not going to let this happen, and I have to do something. And so she did. Yeah, she she saved what she loved, for sure. She she is the ultimate saving what you love. I think that's absolutely correct in saying that. Um, and all of this is kind of to say that, like, like Alex said, like, we're not going anywhere, and we still want to hear your stories like 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 I said like now more than ever we want to hear y'all's stories so please do not let the rise of Skywalker deter you from loving what you love and like if you need to shit on trust like shit on it as much as you want like this is a safe place and like we Mm -hmm. want you to speak your mind and to talk from your perspective because that's what lipstick and lightsabers is all about so or tell please. us, see, and and if you want to say what you love about Tross, do that too. <laughs> Don't yeah. feel like yeah, you're yeah. shoehorned into shitting on it either. Yeah, yeah, no. I, this was like a big like let's shit on Tross session, but like I do know that there are a lot of people out there who did like this movie, and like I'm really happy that you found this, enjoyment yeah. in it. I and really it's valid. Am. All it's, of our, our all of our opinions on it are valid. It is. It it really really is, and like we want you to share your perspective and we want you to share your opinion because honestly this it, it it feels like we're in a time when they're like now more than ever like pushing women away and like we just we need to make noise we need to be louder yeah. it's just it's I, it's I everything and i think we're we're kind of like going into 
I f- I just realized we skipped over some stuff in our discussion too, but <laughs> feels like we're wrapping oh. up. I mean, we skipped over a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> what What would you like to to bring to the table? <laughs> um, why don't we just finish this all this all other thoughts first, and then we can end with that positive that I want to bring up. Okay. That way we can finish like that. Okay. So all of this talking about raising each other up, I think, brings us to what we want to do for our next episode. So next episode, we're going to do something a little bit different than we usually do. Usually we focus on canon material, but we want to focus on the community. And I think this is the best time to do it. Focus on the creators the people in this fandom that are doing so much for their friends and their peers and what we'd like from all of our listeners and followers on Twitter is write us emails, DMs, tweets, whatever you feel comfortable with and we each want to raise up at least one person in this fandom. Let's say you you love this person's fan fiction Give them a shout out to us. Tell us why they're so important to you. As short or as long as you want. And we're going to read those stories. So fanfic writers, lift them up. Artists, meta writers, fanvid editors. Anyone, and they don't even have to be creators. Maybe it's your best friend that you found in this fandom. And you just want to talk about how wonderful they've been for the past, like, how many years, right? So that's what we'd like to hear from you guys because we really want to make this episode special. Yes. And we really just want to focus on the positives. And and I know Mm -hmm. like for Alex and I, like being part of this community is, I mean, like online communities and like especially with Star Wars, like sometimes it's a garbage fire. But like more than anything, like I feel like this corner of the fandom feels like a family and it's really been there for us over these past two years. And now more than ever, like we need to highlight that. Like we need, we need some, some love. We need some levity here. <laughs> um, so we are taking a break, uh, just a short break, you know, like for the holidays and everything like this video is com- this, I keep saying video, this episode's coming out like on Christmas Eve. So we are taking like a two week break. Um, I can't remember the exact date that we are coming back let's look at my handy dandy little notebook here (laughs) um we will be back with a tuesday episode and our regular friday stories uh the january the 7th is the tuesday and then january 10th is the friday um for our story episodes and our regular discussion so we really want to hear from you guys and just be tweeting us, be DMing us, email us, like, yeah. anything you want. What, whatever's easiest, whatever you feel comfortable with. Like, you can even DM us our personal accounts and we'll add it to, like, our big master list of, like, things we're going to shout out for the episode. Um, but, like, and you don't have to just shout out one person. Shout out as many people as you want. Yeah. But we want to know about everyone's contribution to the fandom, little or big, like, whatever they do. If yeah. Even if it's just this person is like a ray of positivity on your timeline. Like tell, tell us them, tell us about them. 
Yes. And if you want to send in your Star Wars story, uh, you can record yourself. Um, I found a couple of free apps that work really well. Um, you can just record yourself with your phone or if you want to record yourself on your laptop, whatever you want to do. Or if you just want to write it out and have us read it on the show, like that is totally fine too. You can give as little or as much as you like, but we want to share your Star Wars story. Um, and you can always email that to lipsticklightsabers1901 at gmail.com. Um, if you ever have any questions, please feel free to email us. Please feel free to reach out to us. Like, we are literally always on Twitter. Always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you can always find us there. Yeah. And I want to say, like, having conversations with not only Shannon, but other people has been part of the healing process. Yes. I am, like, not even close to being healed, but it is, like, part of it and part of like, the reason why we're doing this next episode. Yes. Like, honestly, whenever I get, like, super down about, like, what's going on, like, all I want to do is, like, jump online and, like, talk to Alex or, like, talk to somebody or just even even just see that, like, somebody else is hurting the same way that I am and, like, how they're getting through it. Like, we need yeah. we need each other right now. Like, we really, yeah. really do. And I think it's hard because this, at least us, we got this, like, this movie told us basically we were invalid. So all our hurting feelings, a lot of us, I think, are looking to see that, like, hey, I'm I'm not the only one alone in this. I'm not the only one that feels this way. Yeah. Which, honestly, like, that's kind of how, like, the Raylo community started, It was, you know, people are like, hey, I'm reading it this way. Are you reading it this way, too? Like, that's how any community gets started. So I I really think, like, I, we are going to move past this. Like, I, I really think that (laughs) Tross was just a garbage fire of a movie. And I hate that it's the quote unquote final word in the Skywalker saga. But I, I truly don't believe that it is. I really think that we're going to get something in the books, in the comics, something down the road. And we do have, you know, like, Project Luminous to look forward to, whatever that may be. Ryan Johnson is still getting a trilogy, and he is the, like, king of Star Wars right now. <laughs> um, and, like, we have more Mandalorian. The Clone Wars is coming out soon. Like, it's going to be okay, but it's still okay that it hurts right now and I am saying this as much for the podcast as I am for myself because even I really struggle with that and my boss had to tell me that today so (laughs) it's gonna be it's gonna be okay and Mm -hmm. you know Alex and I are gonna go to Galaxy's Edge which is great as CT has pointed out from uh, Who Talks First it exists before Tross so it's a magical land (laughs) (laughs) And we still have Celebration, which I think is going to be, like, for people who are going, that's going to be an amazing time to just reconnect with everybody. Because being able yeah. to see people in person is really nice. <laughs> and it's what we really all need right now. And I yes. know that's not possible. Yes. But as soon as I got out of the Rise of Skywalker, I wish that I was with the whole collective, everyone. Yeah. I was – I – all I wanted was to, like, go back to Chicago when we were eating pizza. Like, mm. ugh, it was a simpler time. Um, 
But I think that pretty much does it. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to yeah. add? Yes. Oh, yes. We didn't talk about the Raylo kiss. <laughs> oh, my God. We didn't talk about the Raylo so kiss. Let's be positive. Let's be positive. For this let's be positive. Last little bit before we sign off. Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. It was beautiful. I loved it. I I agree with you. I know that um, it, it's a little sad to watch that scene and to see the kiss and Ben Solo yes. smiles. He smiles. Like, with it's his the best teeth. smile I've ever seen. Oh my god. Like, and it's sad because then he dies, but like I said, I'm in denial and he's not dead. Oh, by the way, I had a mental breakdown, and there's new merch in our tea public shop that says Ben Solo lives. Hook yourself up. Yeah. <laughs> but um if you just like recontextualize a whole scene and you pretend like the very end of it doesn't happen, <laughs> it's really great to watch. Mm-hmm. Someone did um, played it in reverse, and it's a really good scene. It's really good in reverse. I've also seen people cut it to Across the Stars, which is great, and I've seen people cut it to Will and Elizabeth's theme from Pirates of the Caribbean. Also, and I saw somebody beautiful. do Pride and Prejudice today. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I I thought I sent it to you, but maybe I didn't. I like you sent me a lot of things when I was busy, and I don't know if I got through all of them, but. <laughs> Oh, um, have to go back. Yeah, like that's beautiful. I've seen it. The worst one is the next right thing. Oh no, I because no, that one doesn't do sit well with me because it's he's crawling in that scene and I don't like thinking about that. Like when I close my eyes, I see the wide shot of him crawling. Okay, but like if if he didn't die, like I know, but the <laughs> problem is Shannon, like when I watch this movie for the first time, when he started crawling, my brain, like, put two and two together, and I was like, he's dying. <gasps> like, I, I didn't know. Like, I wasn't yeah. spoiled, but, like, my brain went right there. So every yeah. time I think of that scene, it's like, that's the moment I knew. <sighs> I was so – that scene was, like, an entire roller coaster for me. <laughs> like, because I was, like, whole – I was, like – death grab my mom's hand and like because he gets like yeeted off the side and i'm like that is not the death i was really upset because i was like he's dead like if that was the death i would be like like, so pissed they're that disrespectful yeah like that's so bad but then like when he reaches up and like is alive it's a really good scene i was full like i was the exact opposite i was full of so much like oh my god He's alive and he's gonna heal Ray. Yeah, and then he I, does. <laughs> so, so like yes, like I see him crawling. I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna save her and die, and we're not gonna even like get like a kiss or anything. So the we kiss, do. the kiss was the most surprising thing, and I grabbed Madge and I was like, oh, oh my god, like I said it out loud, and she like. She was spoiled. She knew it was happening. Mm-hmm. So she was like, oh, your reaction to the kiss was so good. I, was like, <laughs> I yeah, wasn't I, it. I cheered and I clapped. And like, a, <laughs> like a, maybe like a handful of people like clapped. But like I I had like the the only real like reaction <laughs> in the theater. <laughs> it <Because> just <laughs> January 2018 us couldn't handle that. No. <laughs> we could not. <laughs> And I just really love that, like, your first comment 
to me was he died a virgin. (laughs) (laughs) In true Skywalker fat. Well, no, because Anakin's not a virgin, but Luke is a virgin, so. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Luke's really the only one. That's true. And Ben. Oh, but Ben's not dead. It's okay. No, yeah. See, Ben's not dead, dead. so it's fine. Um, (laughs) See see how easy it is? It's just Ben's not dead. It's it's totally fine. I feel like the second thing I said to you was, oh, my God, Hux is the resistance spy. (laughs) It was like, oh, my God, Ben's Uh, a virgin. And two, Hux is the resistance spy. (laughs) Did Hux die a virgin? I think he did. Yeah, and it's sad because of how pent up he was for uh, Poe. I know. It was really sad. (laughs) Gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Ben's not dead. Something's going to happen. I just, I feel it in my bones. I feel it in my bones. Something's going to happen. In my jibblies. Yeah. Something, something, something's happening. But I love that kiss. I know for some people it's like really tainted and it is kind of like. It was, it was very tainted for me. For the first, like, I want to say 24 hours, maybe yeah. more. Like, I think this afternoon I was doing better, like, watching it. Yeah. And even the smile because, like, I was, like, for the first, like, day and a half, like, I felt nauseous every time I saw the photo of him yeah. smiling. Yeah. That smile breaks my heart in, like, the best way. It's, like, the good kind of angst and the bad kind of angst is when he dies, but he's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's just... I know it's tainted for some people because we won, but at what cost? Mm-hmm. But I do really love that scene. And he's not dead, so it's fine. <laughs> um, but I feel like this was very therapeutic. I don't think I'm healed. No. I think, yeah, like, I, I think I'm still going to have a, a rough, while. Yeah, like yeah. a rough couple of days. Luckily, I'm off for, like, two days. I don't have to work again for two more days, so... If I can, like, not cry at work again, that would be great. Um, I need to take bereavement. Yeah. Uh, but, like we said, you know, please, like, band together. Send us everything that you love about this community. Send us your stories. Tell us how this movie made you feel. Like, tell us, you know, what you're looking forward to next. Like, are you done with this fandom or are you still hanging in there? Like, we really want to know. And, like, we are we are here and we want to listen. And if you have any ideas for what ladies you would like to see highlighted in um, Tross with the beautiful art that Alex does or any ideas Which I for... Need to... Yes. <laughs> feel like myself again. Yeah, exactly. Do. I agree. Um... But 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 also happen. yeah. Um, but also like any if you want to hear us talk about anything in particular, or if you want to see specific stuff like in the merch shop, like we're we want to know. Like we want to know these things. Like message us, DM us, comment on anything. Like we like this lipstick and lightsabers is about the community, so we really want. Yeah. I really feel like going into twenty twenty off of. The Rise of Skywalker, like, yeah. we need Especially this. Especially when the creators aren't listening to our voices. Yes. We need yes. an outlet that will yes. listen to us. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but that is going to do it for this episode. So we will see you guys um, in the new year. Uh, hopefully 2020 will be <laughs> a little bit different than how 2019 went. But we'll just kind of mm-hmm. have to see how it goes. Um, so thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.